0: ambulance landed on and the paramedic came from the air ambulance to sort of take control with the ambulance crew she said oh wh- which one are you is the doctor and this guy was like i think his name's ollie he was like well i'm a gynecologist and I, was like, <laughs> I genuinely i was like we were still working on the guy right but there was a point i, I kind of in my head like i was like ha huh. <laughs> <laughs> i've got so many questions for you but it was just
1: was
0: sort i
2: Hello and welcome to the UK Surf Show. We are your hosts, I'm Pete.
1: And I'm Leighton. On this episode we speak to Scott Mitchell, a.k.a. Mitch, a.k.a. Scottish Surfer on Instagram.
2: Yeah, he was fun. He <laughs> a legend. Funny. I'm what? pissing myself laughing.
1: What a lovely guy. So like we mentioned in this he came to our attention uh, when he ended up saving somebody on the beach in in Scotland and then kind of saying in the surf community that surfers should learn CPR cuz it could save someone's life and he goes in depth about the story and what a genuinely lovely lovely bloke. Yeah.
2: Listen out for the funniest part in that story was when I realized I was still in my human socks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He had loads loads of uh, loads of cool little uh, like quips like that, little sayings. I really liked it.
2: Yeah, brilliant! I think absolutely great guy. Had real fun. Before we go into this chat, don't forget go over to Northcore and use the code SSUK15. That will get you fifteen percent off anything you order. That code will be changing soon. In April, that code will change again. So, last bit to use this one and head over, and you can get 15% off anything you order at
1: Northcore. Also, we have a new discount code available for the months of March and April.
2: Yeah, we've got a discount code for Hexi Traction.
1: That's right. If you head over to RS Pro and type in the discount code, the UK Surf Show, all uppercase with no spaces, you'll receive 15% off Hexi Traction for the deck of your board yeah
2: the alternative to using wax you just put these on and there's a size guide on there and everything it'll tell you how many you'll need for different size boards and uh yeah then you don't need wax on your boards anymore
1: yeah but it's just for these two months so it's the months of march and april 2021
0: yeah, cool. So let's jump into it with Mitch. Okay, so I'm, I'm Mitch, uh, Scott Mitchell, uh, also known as the Scottish Surfer. I hate saying that. <laughs> I'm based up in uh in, in Fife on, uh, on Scotland's east coast. Uh, I'm from the west coast, uh, but living over here uh, due to my job. Uh, I've been shielding for the last 12 months. Uh, hence why I'm at home currently, not having the worst of times, I've got to say as well. Ah, that's all right then. So so what is your uh, what is your normal day-to-day then? So yeah, <laughs> I guess I should be careful what I say. <laughs> uh, um, I my, so my normal day-to-day, so um, as you know, uh, I'm a British Army soldier and I still am working, although I'm at home, uh, working on a military laptop. So I'm still very much able to function as my role, as my sort of day-to-day role back at my unit as a a training officer um it's very much an email based role anyway so i'm still able to do that so i guess my day is really just checking emails and just sort of fulfilling the commitments that i've got before i can then go check the surf (laughs) and hope i've got it on my
2: doorstep Uh, so that's why when i go on instagram whatever time it is you're always online is it
0: always online ah but you know what it's not live though, so it's 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 a false um, representation on Instagram when you're actually on there. It's not like WhatsApp. He's uh, no, <laughs> yeah, you,
2: know,
0: what <laughs> you any fucking work? What's <laughs> <you> doing? <laughs> yeah, but still still waiting for me to get some stuff done. But I'm here on on live.
1: <laughs> you first like kind of come to our attention when you posted that video on Instagram about surface should know CPR because um, you ah, were right, okay. saving a life, didn't you? On uh, on the page.
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, there's a few of us, but yeah, um, it was a pretty carnage day to be honest. Which just one of them. Like, it's funny because because of my job, you know, I've done I've done plenty of tours, uh, you know, in Afghan, Iraq, Afghanistan, etc. And it's it's hard to describe because when something goes off like that, not a heart attack, but you know, something extreme, when it goes off, you kind of so in the zone. I don't want to say you expect it, but when it happens. It's not untoward that you're not not expecting it if that makes sense. So you know, on a couple of weeks before Christmas, whenever it was, when I just went for a normal surf on East Sands Beach in St Andrews, I'd just gone there for a surf, like I wasn't expecting anything out of the blue. So it it was such a, I guess, it, it probably shocks the right thing to say when it happened, and and the sort of built, even the build up to it. So for me, when I would go, you know because of where I live, like I don't, I can't surf often. I live sort of in a, an estuary essentially across from Edinburgh. So on a perfect easterly swell, I, I can surf right outside my doorstep, which is, it's such a tease, you know, I guess it's, I guess it's a bit like being in a strip club. Like I, I know the waves are there sometimes, but it's rare, you know, it's really the closest way I can describe it. Um, So I will get in for absolute mush, you know, like terrible waves because that's what I've got. And equally, I think that helps. I think that can refine a surfer, like getting in for crap. Um, and not just getting in for golden waves, you know, perfect waves all the time. But
1: yeah, because you're you're learning in every, in every condition, then aren't you? I suppose it,
0: it, exactly. And actually, weirdly, although I spend most of my time surfing in mush, I need a, a good clean wave to be able to do even a small amount on it. So it's not even though I've said that it doesn't really help me much at all. <laughs> but um, um, so I got up to St Andrews. Normally, I would just get there or whatever, whatever beach I go to. Like I'm not one of these that will spend 20 minutes just eyeing up the waves and and checking out the sets like i just i see a wave that's good enough for me like i'm getting in and that's normally what i would do and weirdly when i got there i think i spent maybe half an hour doing exactly that just just checking out the waves and i don't know why even even now like that's so out of character and i finally decided to commit i was getting in it was quite a big day as well actually and um yeah i was getting in and i was sort of half in my wetsuit and it was freezing cold I'm sure it was December. I think it was the sort of first or second week in December. It was so cold and wet, and I just got my wetsuit on, but it wasn't fully on. And I remember looking down the beach, and it, I think the tide the tide was dropping out. It wasn't quite low tide, but it wasn't far off either. And there was a guy, I just remember seeing him. He was lying on the floor, like right at the water's edge. And I thought, oh, maybe he's just having a stretch or, you know, whatever. And it was only a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes, maybe a, a 10 seconds or whatever later. It was the way when I looked back over, there was people sort of aimlessly stood over him, just looking at him. Oh, that's definitely not right. Oh. And literally, I, I knew there was something up. I literally, just, there's a little sort of harbour wall that I see, defense wall by the car park there. And I sprinted straight down the beach, like shouting at my mates to call an ambulance. Um, and I got down there and, you know, he, he was blue. Like his skin was just blue. So my so initial thought was that, I don't know, he maybe just hurt himself in the water, managed to get out and then collapsed on the beach and maybe maybe swallowed a little water. I had no idea what was going on and a heart attack for sure. It, hadn't, it, it didn't cross my mind, I think, until he was in the ambulance. But, but I say the tide was going out, but the water was still coming up. It was such a big day, there was quite a few surges. So I grabbed a few other surfers, we moved them up the beach a bit, get them, got them away from the water and um yeah, me me and another lad basically just started CPR on him. Like he wasn't breathing. And I think he he's probably at that point he'd been he must have been unconscious for maybe three minutes, four minutes by the time we actually started, like fully moved him and started CPR again. Genius. And um it, it was it was honestly horrendous. But from the from the point we started, um, we never stopped. Um and I know it's against. I, I get it. Maybe a controversial statement. I don't know. It, it's very much against the any first aid or CPR guidelines currently under COVID guidance is to not give mouth to mouth. Right. I don't personally give mouth to mouth, but my mate Lewis Hamilton, um, not the racing driver, he <laughs> he. he, he, he uh, I'm sure he has that conversation all the time, but he he straight in started doing CPR on him uh, and doing mouth to mouth, and I, and I think. If anybody's listening to this and saying, no, oh, I definitely wouldn't do that. That's against guidelines. I would urge you to put yourself in that position or imagine that was one of your family members yeah. with no one else to help, but somebody that actually knows what to do. Yeah, What would you want them to do? Like in the moment, it wasn't even a consideration. And I would like to think for the majority of people that wouldn't be either. So yeah, so we we started doing that. And then... <laughs> it's actually quite funny So I've been doing compressions for maybe Five, six minutes I think um, Lewis was doing doing uh, rescue breaths As well and you know constantly checking his vitals at no point there was a pulse came back You know he was still completely unconscious And not breathing but another surfer Came across like clearly I think he, he got out The water to come and help he obviously saw Something going on and he identified himself As a doctor and I was like oh Great like I, you know can I just want into Somebody else to take control And um, it was, actually, there was a point, it did make me chuckle, and I know it was very childish, but me and this doctor, we continued to work on on what I now know as Bill Shackman in the ambulance. And when the um, the air ambulance landed on and the paramedic came from the air ambulance to sort of take control with the ambulance crew, she said, oh, which one of you is the doctor? And this guy was like, I think his name's Ollie, he was like, well, I'm a gynecologist, and I, was like, I genuinely, I was like, we were still working on the guy, right, but there was a point, I, I kind of, in my head, like, I was like, ha! <laughs> I've got so many questions for you, but it was just the way... So I gone from I'm a doctor. And don't get me wrong, you know the guy clearly knows what he's on about, and he said he's done some uh, emergency work as well. And, and I, was supposed to be, I just found this super funny. And in the moment, I was like, <laughs> "That's epic." He
1: should have just said, "Yes, I'm the doctor."
0: Uh, uh, yeah, we can establish the details later. <laughs> I just thought it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, so. So the, between the three of us, um, we just you kind know, of we just kept working on the guy, and it was probably I reckon it was fifteen minutes, ten to fifteen minutes before the ambulance crew turned up, and then you know they had a whole drama getting down the beach and stuff, and and actually I found out a lot about it since. Like I don't, I've never worked with ambulance crews, so I don't know how they go about their business. Um, but I'm I'm now told that when they turn up to any scene, they are they are taught they're told to don't run to the scene because you don't want to be out of breath and then make bad decisions start a chain of errors so they do walk to the scene not slowly but they would walk because I remember when I saw them turn up at the beach I was kind of like what it seemed like they were taking in the sights you know in my head when they were making their way down I was just like I, I need you to come and take over here like this isn't my area of expertise um, and it, when it didn't happen I was just like this is weird like it was really strange and you know even little things like I think, and I hope everyone learned from it because it was so much came out of that incident. The stretcher they use, I don't know if you've ever seen like a, a, an ambulance stretcher, but it was like a metal frame, they, you know, the spinal board, they put yeah. it together. Yeah. But I think what they probably should have done was put it together on before they came down, but they didn't. They put it together after it had been lying on the sand. So there's a sort of a, a metal clip end at the top that holds it together to stop you know, to stop the casualty falling out like it's some sort of sieve. Um, and because they'd done it on the beach, it was full of sand, so they couldn't actually set the thing up properly. And, and genuinely, somebody would to go fill up a shoe with seawater to wash the sand off this thing. And it was like, oh it was almost like sort of borderline Laurel and Hardy. Um, and I don't <laughs> want to put the ambulance crew down at all because they did do fantastic at the same time. Uh, you know, like I say, it's just maybe some learning curves yeah. from everyone. But... Um, I remember i have been doing, it was the at the point where we got the defib, and, and ultimately for me, it was the defibrillator or the AED that saved Bill's life. Um, you know, it, just the compressions and the, the CPR and the care definitely just helped. It was very much the AED that done the work. But it had been, it was 15 minutes, he was so wholly unconscious, not breathing, starved of oxygen, and I think they say after three minutes, um, you're literally down to something like fifty percent of a chance of even a survival, never mind recovery. And, hell. yeah, to be fifteen minutes, which is nuts. And kind of in my head, I was like, "Man, this guy's got absolutely no hope." Um, but you know, you you keep working, don't you? You just continue and doing what you yeah, can. Of course, yeah. It was the point where, and actually, it was great because quite a few of us knew where the AED was. It was on one of the sort of on the car park wall and that and that surf spot. Um, I think it's fantastic that they're so readily available. Yeah. And it was great because people just kept getting stuff that we needed. Like when we needed scissors, somebody just appeared with a pair of scissors. Somebody <laughs> just appeared with a board bag to get them off the wet sand. And it was like, I don't know, it was like Krusty was there in his car and he was just pulling all these tools out of his pocket. Like, <laughs> scissors and a razor and an AED. I was like, it's great. But at that point, when the AED went through its own analysis of Bill to see if it was going to advise the shock or not. That was the first time I was able to stop because I was just concentrating the whole time on on doing compressions. And I can not remember looking up and I couldn't believe how many people were about because there was loads of people in the water. Um, and obviously there's loads of people wanting to help. And within that though, what I realized was there's and this can I guess be problematic. And for me it was very much a learning point. There's people that want to help and can help that's super helpful, that's great, that's exactly what you want. There's people that want to help but don't know how, um, but they're quite happy to admit that and just take any guidance. The problem is the people that want to help don't have a clue what they're doing, but they're loud and they think their opinion is is good enough. Yeah. Um, like, and this is genuinely true, right? There was somebody, I remember when I was doing compressions, um, and I've be, been doing it for ages, and you'd like to assume, if you've seen somebody already doing it, you'd like to assume that that person probably knows They've got an idea of what they're doing. Yeah. This this person, they literally, I just heard them whisper behind me in my ear saying, ah, to help with your compressions, listen to the song I'm about to say. And I was sort of like, okay. And it's genuinely true. They started reciting the words to fucking blah, blah, black sheep. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? And I I, was like, I remember, somebody said to me they've heard that before. Like, I've never heard that. But I remember thinking to myself that night, and I was going, I was trying to do compression. I was sort of going like, bah, bah actually so that doesn't that doesn't work at all like why would you even say that no, no. Yeah, well like you
1: said if you, you clearly know what you're doing so then why would somebody else kind
0: of- <laughs> exactly right. but then it was the person that i heard after that i heard someone saying oh shit he's he's got no hope he's dead oh. and i was like honestly i lost it i lost it i was like right if you're not if you're not here helping this guy fuck off yeah because that you're just putting everyone off, like that's just so unhelpful, even if you think that's the case, it doesn't help,
1: yeah. Like, like you said, like, uh, after what did you say, like after three or four minutes, his, his percentage of survival goes down 50%. That, that's enough, isn't it? For, yeah, for somebody sure. who's in that position, you know, 10%, they'll take it. So yeah, just keep going until, until you're told to stop. Is definitely
0: Yeah, totally. Think. And that was the point, when I looked up at that point and saw everyone, like I say, it was the first time I had a chance of a break. And um, I, I had a, genuinely had like a little head wobble for a moment. It kind of just really hit me. Like I say, I, I'd gone up there for a surf, not expecting anything to, you know, untoward. And then suddenly I'm giving CPR to this guy who, in my head, I'm thinking, doesn't have a chance. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, AD advised the shock and it was kind of, you know, back in, t- tap me back in sort of thing and got back on with it. But, yeah, and you know, got him in the ambulance. And, and actually, if I'm honest, that was worse um, because when he came to, when he finally came to, started breathing and gagging, there was quite a lot of um, gasping which... Is a horrendous thing to hear, and it's easy to assume that the person's breathing because you can hear them trying to you know breathe for air, but I think I thought I can't remember the ins and outs of it but it's just the body doing its thing. And when he started breathing, he was screaming like in the ambulance. It was it was pretty horrendous, but at the same time, it was quite welcome. You know, as, as we always go yeah. through in, in my role, you know, uh, a noisy casualty, it, that's the one you can ignore. It's the quiet ones you want to be looking at, treating first. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, it's like that thing when your mate falls over, isn't it? If they don't make a sound, you're like, <laughs> yeah.
2: if they're like, bang, ah, you're like, ah, you prick.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because I'd normally be laughing before they've hit the deck. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs>
2: on, a, on a on a light and out of that did you go for a surf
0: after but do you know what right so when i got out and um, when this finished myself and um and and the, the guy you know <laughs> we got a, a hot chocolate we got hot chocolate from the cheesy toasty shack which by the way uh, it's a shameless promotion here i guess but if you're ever in st andrews i never thought of my life i would want to go pay any amount of money for a toasty because i can just make them in my house but i'll tell you what these are the best things on earth you've got got to try it right but um so it's right on the beach as well so we um we had a coffee and i remember suddenly my feet just they were freezing i was like well i looked down and i was still in my socks like my normal human socks like because i wasn't ready to finish getting changed (laughs) so this is so it's just surreal like what a weird day and um Yeah. So I was going to go for a surf straight away, actually. And then I remember thinking, do you know what? How ironic would it be if I go in there completely in the wrong mindset, go get hurt? Because it was quite an early day as well. Go get myself hurt and then have to get rescued myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like I thought, nah, I'm definitely in the wrong headspace. But I left it a couple of hours and I got in and genuinely my first left was the the wave of my life not because it was the biggest and i'd done the most on it i just felt the most in control i've ever been on a wave um and it was the very first wave i went for on my backhand and i was like oh my god this is like it was almost like a reward but then every wave after that was just total shit like i wouldn't even want to talk about it i was like here's your wave you've done your deed for the day (laughs) that is you
2: (laughs) you get that thing though don't you you know when you've got like energies flowing and like Hmm. you're probably in a bloody you know, adrenaline was pumping and everything like that. Yeah, everything's firing on full. Yeah, and you got that first wave, and you know everything's firing, and you've gone bang, got it, and like wow, oh, that was amazing. And then the adrenaline sort of fizzled out a little bit off the wave and off of everything that's just yeah, happened. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. you're bound to crash after that anyway. You know, like I it, think it, you know, so. Yeah, you've gone home, and then it would have been shit the rest of the day
0: <laughs> yeah totally still just sat in my wetsuit freezing on my socks like I can't even put my shoes back on <laughs>
2: <laughs> human socks <laughs> human socks
0: <laughs> but you know what? Um, what's even better and this would almost have been gold like you couldn't have written this that day me and, and my mate another surfer he runs the, the cheesy toasty shack that's will see how many times I can get that in <laughs> but, um, we were supposed to we were going to film just a stupid sort of um, a little promo for him and I was going to I turned up with a whole Santa costume and I was going to have my Santa costume surf which I try and do every year on Boxing Day And, and it was all in the car ready to go so it was only because it was such a big day I thought, now this would be a terrible idea. We didn't bother. But had it been a slightly smaller day, Bill would actually have been rescued by Santa Claus. On the in a Santa costume. Do <laughs> you imagine? So the
2: guy the guy Bill, he made full recovery. Oh,
0: and yeah, so, so that's the crazy thing. Literally zero complications. Turned out that... Um, I'm not even going to attempt to to try and say what the, the condition is, but it turns out he had a hereditary condition where he is prone to a heart attack essentially at any given time, and he wasn't aware of it. I think having spoken to them since, there have been a few so in his family, there's no sort of middle-aged men. It was maybe obvious and they'd never picked up on it. But now what's come out of that is they're able to you know get their kids tested, and find out for the future um where they stand so he's now got he's got a pacemaker fitted with it's got a built in AED like i didn't even know that was a thing that's nuts yeah i wow. heard about that yeah like I wonder if it's like you know when you know when you plug into a camper van, it's got the twenty four volt sort of yeah. external socket. Like I wonder if someone else is having a heart attack if they can plug into him <laughs> to, get, to get an A D man.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I seem to I heard about these on something, and they've got like a little battery thing or something in it. If right. I'm getting it right, and. It, you know the pacemaker is doing its job, and if yeah. your heart starts to go out of rhythm, it literally just gives it the tiniest of shock and kicks it back into normal rhythm, or something like that. Oh, it does it automatically. Um, then
1: I thought he yeah. might have a button on him or something,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a Reebok a re- a re- a re- pump. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you squeeze your shoe and it just. You're always zap <laughs> yeah.
2: If that's the same thing
0: I've heard about, it was on some news program. It must be, yeah, like I didn't even know it was a thing, but I think it's uh, such an amazing like how how far we've come. I guess. You know, for, for someone to just be walking about with an AED inside them. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And and yeah, the recovery he made has been amazing. And do you know what? It, it really showed. And I've said this so many times. I can't quite put my finger on the reason why. And I've surfed, you know, I don't want to say all over the world, but I've definitely surfed in a lot of far corners of the world and plenty of spots in the UK, obviously. But there's something about St. Andrews that is just the most friendly surf spot I think you can ever surf. I don't know what it is, I guess. You know, the assumption is, because it's in Scotland, you're probably going to go there and get knifed up you know, <laughs> by, by some buck-fast ladden youth. <laughs> but honestly, it's not the case at all. Is that the same if you're English
2: and you go there?
0: Um, which, you know, it's a uni-town, so it's through, everybody's there anyway, so nobody really knows who anyone is. But it's just a super friendly place. I can't put my finger on, on why it is, but it just is. It's just a nice place to be. Uh, really cool and um, but yeah bill so it really showed the how strong the surf community was and, and after that like I, I just wanted to show them, like everyone actually cared so <laughs> i had this card made up and it was literally you know on magic seaweed now you can go back seven days and see the forecast for the last seven days right yeah and yeah. um, so i got a screenshot of that day the, the, the forecast for that day blew it up on like the biggest card i could get made it was enormous so the front of the card was literally just the magic seaweed screenshot of the day it was like if you ever see these conditions again you know do not go do not consider going surfing <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and everybody said like, there was so many signatures you know even like o'neill europe um asked to put a signature in there and, and loads of people It was just really nice you know to to show and i know it's not an uh, isolated incident you know, these things happen all over the place. But, you know, at the time, it never happened to me before. So for me, it was kind of a big deal. And, and obviously all around, Bill and his family. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when he's, I, I rang the hospital that night because I didn't know. I didn't know how it worked. Like, I guess you never really hear back from these things. Because at the time, nobody knew who Bill was. Somebody recognized him. And we didn't know who it was. I thought, I'll just ring up. It's like the only hospital about. And I said, look, I, I'm one of the surfers that helped this guy today. Could you just pass on a message to to the family or whatever? Here's my phone number. And his wife, she Emily, she rang me back that night. And, you know, none of this stuff like, oh, this guy might have kids. You know, none of that had crossed my mind. And at the time, yeah. I didn't know if he was going to make any sort of recovery. And then, you know, she phoned me up. And I think she said she doesn't really remember speaking to me um, that night. Uh, she's clearly, you know, super emotional about everything. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was. I found it really emotional, you know, hearing about the kids and stuff. They were saying, that, oh, yeah, he, he spoke to the kids today. Um, he, at the time, he'd suffered um, complete short-term memory loss. So he didn't really... Um, He didn't know anything of what happened. And actually still now, he doesn't know what happened that day, which... You know, to be honest, I'd rather he didn't because it was quite horrendous. Yeah. Um, his, uh, I think his eldest son said to him, that had you a surfer. Like, that's a terrible way. If you'd gone like that, you could have at least got bitten by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> Typical <a difficult> teenager. <laughs> have you have you met up and gone surfing with him since? So he's still not back in the water, but I've I met him by chance on, I can't remember when it was. Um, I think, again, I went for another failed Donnie. Um, I, I've got like a a nine times out of 10 fail rate for Donnie's. Like I'm a terrible morning person. And it was like, it's hard. If, if I get up for a Donnie, like it's a big deal. So it needs to be on. And it literally never works when I get there. Like it's just like flat. And I'm like, oh my God. So that had happened, but I hung about for a while. And Bill just happened to be, um, he happened to be out and about um, just having a walk down the beach. And, and actually weirdly, I walked past them, but didn't recognize them. It was, uh, it was my missy's special case. I said, I think that's Bill. And I was like, "What?" And I just walked past him, like almost like you know, completely ignorantly, didn't recognise him. <laughs> and and honestly, and and that was that wasn't long after, but he he looked like nothing had happened. You know, it hadn't been through anything at all, which was just yeah. So the recovery, hundred percent, looking brilliant, looking fantastic, and yeah, I can't wait to see him back in the water. But I think what I'm really looking forward to, and all of us that were involved, is just having a beer either in a bar or by the beach or whatever it might be and just you know sharing the debts, sharing the stories and, and going through everybody's version of events because it'd be quite funny to hear what other people how they saw it because i guess you never see it the same as everyone else they'll be the ones saying that yeah you were just screaming at everybody Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> at one point you started singing Ba black sheep
1: <laughs> <laughs> well you definitely and you definitely saved that guy's life haven't you you know and I think, like, since you posted that video talking about it, I think like, well, me and Pete have been online, and you you said that all surfers should, you just take half an hour out of your day, go mm. on YouTube, and just learn the basics of CPR. For sure. Um. So we've done that now. Just have Just you? what you've said. Yeah. Just oh, that's amazing. Said, because oh, that's
0: really nice to hear.
1: You really kind of want to be equipped for something like that. Um. Well,
2: there and- was one at Puttsborough, wasn't there, at the weekend by us? Yeah. Was that yeah. out the water? Oh man.
1: Yeah, we, we heard uh, we heard through some people that we know down there that uh, yeah. a guy got pulled out of the water on Sunday. We don't know anything else yet, oh, as, right. as it stands when we're recording, but um, people were doing CPR on him as well. Right. Um, so like you said, it's not an isolated incident, isn't it? So, no,
0: not, not at all. And the thing is, though, I realized there's a couple of things, again, I realized after it, when I decided to make that post, I didn't want it to be like a... Hey, the Scottish surfer, save somebody, give me praise. <laughs> I that. And I didn't want it to come across like that because, you know, some people will just take it like that. You know, it's just human nature, I guess. But my intent was literally, if I could convince one person to go and learn CPR, first aid, fantastic. And the thing I think people, we don't really appreciate about, you know, learning them sort of skills is it's not for you. It's It's probably one of few qualifications that you do for yourself. It's for literally everyone else on earth that you may come into contact with at some point who might need that treatment so the more people that have it the more society is a a more likely you know a higher chance of you surviving because there's someone else able to give you that treatment and and especially in our world as surfers you know there's i think you probably agree like the majority of rescues any rescues in the water are generally done by surfers because you know they are alive and bless them they're not they're not working all day and all night long. They're not working through the winter seasons and a lot of the spots. So it's generally surfers that have to do it. Um, yeah. You know, getting somebody out the water is one thing that's challenging enough itself, especially on a short board. Never mind then having the knowledge, even enough knowledge to to give that person you know a golden hour to try and fight through. Um, so yeah, that's really nice to hear that you guys have done that actually. In same way. Here we go, number three. The um, the guys at the Cheesy Toasty Shack, <laughs> just <laughs> off the A64. we <laughs> um, have actually because they're on the beach, they put all their staff through um, CPR training as well. And again, out of it, so the Edinburgh Uni Surf Club they have agreed to put all their surfers, their surf club, through um sort of CPR training and stuff. And I've agreed to do them some sort of non-qualifying board rescues. With them as well, just because there's so many of them, and actually this intake normally there's a handful of like really good surfers from all around the world as part of the the surf club, Um, but this year they're literally coming from everywhere, or either that, or it's like new key surfers travelling up because they know there's some good swell and saying they're just part of the uni. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely live here, mate. Um, So it's great that they're able to do that, and yeah, to hear of other people saying that. They've actually gone gone and put a little bit of time into learning this stuff. And the engagement of it, I think, for me has been really good. And actually, interestingly, I think a lot of um, lifeguards, surf lifesavers contacted me to say that um, they didn't think if they'd been put in the same position, they wouldn't have known what to do. And that's qualified people. And, And I totally relate to it because I realized as well. Um, so I must have been, I must be a surf instructor and in, in Surf Lifesaver for maybe four years, I think. I've never really, you know, worked a beach as a lifeguard. Um, it's all been through army surfing. But I realized as good as the course is and the the training is, it's fantastic. What I'd done was nothing to do with being a surf lifesaver. It was literally based on my experience in the army and the, and the, the training that we do. And some other lifeguards said the same, like somebody had done a rescue not that long before, but they'd done it. It happened, I think, at a rescue sorry, some some CPR. It was literally two or three weeks after they'd done their requalifying course, so they were refreshed and i and i get the argument you know it's down to an individual or a business or a surf school whichever it is to keep them individuals competent and current but i I don't know how realistic that is you know if you're working in a super busy surf school i don't know i don't know if if that's what surf schools do do they have the time to put people through some re-qualifying or certification you know every two three four months whichever it might be and so it was interesting point i found to hear that from other lifesavers saying that very thing i think that's that's part of the thing as
2: well where you know it's down to it is down to the individual because if it, i think the same people that go surfing and are not going to be bothered about anything any safety aspect Or looking after you know something for someone else are the same people that at the moment are still travelling hundreds of miles to go surfing. (laughs) Yeah, against the rules. Those people are never going to change. But I mean, like you said, you you did that post and we looked at something. And if you know, if someone hears this and then they look at something as well, just more people have got that about them. It
0: it can only go in the right direction from there. Sure. Yeah, for sure. What I'd love to see is actually. I I don't know why we don't do it. I think uh, somebody told me as well. Somebody, uh, a good mate of mine, you know, ex professional surfer full sort of profession as a lifeguard as well from uruguay you know and in schools in a lot of other countries they do cpr training from school so it's second nature to most people i don't know why we don't do that you know it, it seems so obvious doesn't it it's such a such an important yeah. life skill for everyone to have i mean especially if you're a seaside town or
2: something as well, well you know you'll buy you'll buy a beach you, mm-hmm. you think The amount of people that are potentially drowning each year, you know, it makes sense just to have that as a, as a standard thing. But then again, you know, they teach things at school which have gone out of, out of, use years ago where they don't teach you how to look after your money and look after <laughs> yeah well, i don't think, as,
0: as an adult i don't think i've ever multiplied with letters <laughs> 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 so i'm still not sure why that was relevant but maybe that's why i ended up in the job i'm in <laughs> not running a business
2: i tried it but it was only because the kids had that alphabet spaghetti stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but
1: like on, on the, the cpr subject also it, it's kind of basic isn't it very simple it's not like it's a difficult thing to learn
0: no um so,
1: like, why why wouldn't you learn it you know it's yeah definitely
0: I, I think what a few people had said to me like again other qualified um lifesavers had said that it, it literally is it's a rabbit in headlight moment like you've got no idea how you're going to react in the moment you're just going to hope that you do or there's someone else there that that knows as well um i remember i spoke to um who did i speak to i spoke to a guy he's the marketing manager for o'neill and he had been uh, a guy called nick waters he had been in the exact same position himself got really badly injured in the water whatever it was him and a mate and it was only it was only him and his mate and the other guy managed to get him out he doesn't remember any of it fully you know full recovery cpr actually including a board rescue as well and he thought you know if i'd been on my own there's no one coming, no one at all, you know? And to to have that knowledge, I think it's like a safety blanket, isn't it? Knowing that somebody's going to yeah. be there. And I think it's fair to say we all know, like, you should never surf a spot alone, but we all do. <laughs> we're, all, yeah. we're all guilty of it. If there's a wave, you know, going in, I live in a town which, this, believe me, is not a surf town by any means way at all. So when I walk across the road on the rare occasion, I'm able to surf in front of my own house. Like the looks I get from people, like... Are you going in there? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I know nobody's coming. They're just sort of be looking at me like... Why is that guy just floating upside down next to his board? (laughs) No one's coming to get me.
1: Well, actually, we've interviewed, uh, I don't know if you've heard, uh, one of the episodes with the guy called the night surfer.
0: Right, no. Uh,
1: And so not only does he surf alone, but he surfs alone at night
0: as well. (laughs)
1: So it just made me really, really worry about him then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send him a text right now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned about um, surfing with the army. So where's that sent you to where you've
0: surfed like where you wouldn't have got chance to before? Ah, right. So, um, yeah, so it's a bit of a funny one. I think even my own chain of command don't believe (laughs) army surfing's an actual thing. Like, yeah, whatever. Of course, you're telling me you're off to go surfing. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's genuinely a real thing. But army surfing, yeah, it's been about for years, actually. Um, I got into it maybe... I don't know, five, six years ago, maybe, even if it was that long. I don't even think it was that long. And yeah, so I went on. We run sort of biannually two beginner weeks every year. And, and we have, you know, we've got some really high-level surfers in the club. Um, a lad called Josh Hughes, a new surfer. I, I think at the time he was the youngest ever guy to surf cribber. Um, he's like an wow. ex-UK champ. Really, really credible surfer, you know, nice guy as well. Um, he, in fact, at the minute, he is on the Army Sports Scholarship because he's a high-level um, athlete, and um, so you know, it kind of goes to show: if you're good at sport, it's not a toss-up between, well, I can either continue my sport or I can join the army. It's not one or the other. You know, the army will support, um, whether it be through funding, promotion, or whatever it is, um, you as an athlete, which is exactly what he's doing, and same as another guy. On the same scholarship, uh, he's a bodyboarder. You, you know, there's there's very 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 many options for people uh, at high level, and then there's people like me, <laughs> just just blagging my way through, like, you know, getting on with it. But yeah, so these these beginner weeks. Um, honestly it's my favorite week of the year and i don't just mean in terms of army surfing i mean of anything i do in the entire year i love these weeks it's just so much fun taking anybody across the army that wants to come down and learn to surf they could have some experience before and want to refine it or they just want to try it from there to sort of and um, zero and suddenly day two, day three, they might be on four or five foot wedgies at, you know, it's all calm. <laughs> it's great. And this is such one upmanship as well. Like everyone just like, I want to go bigger. <laughs> you know, it's really cool. And then the opportunities then to come back once you've done a beginner's week to come and do the competitions that we do. You know, we we compete within the service. We compete tri service against the Navy and the RAF uh, who got very credible surfers as well. And as well as that, we've competed a few times at the, uh, the core or clubs. In fact, it was the first ever time I'd surfed in a competition, and I, I genuinely <laughs> had no idea what was going on. Like, I had no idea about klaxons. I didn't know when you could paddle out. It was just it was such a, a crazy scenario, the whole thing. I remember there was this little Grom on the beach who was in my heat. <laughs> I stood, he must have thought I was trying to psych him out the whole time. <laughs> we were on the beach, and we were both just stretching, and uh, he was—he he started getting in. I was like, "Oh, can we get in now? Can we?" He went. Uh, he looked at me. He's like, "Yeah, yeah," because the thing's turned. I was like, "All right, okay." he said we've got five minutes is that like, right cool so i went out and kind of just sat beside him and i couldn't see the other surfers because it was an enormous day at Fistral as well and um i was like what when do we start he's like he's serious i was like yeah yeah, yeah. when do we start but one of the thing turns i was like all right cool and he just must have thought i was trying to psych him out the whole time <laughs> <laughs> poor guy and i caught one Caught one wave and got caught on the inside and just got smashed. The rest of the heat, <laughs> standard. Um, so and yeah, and as well as that, they, we've done a few traveling competitions. I think it must have been must have been three years ago now. The team went and competed on a traveling tour in Australia against the Aussie Defence Force, and they just went round all the the sort of famous spots, just competing against Aussie reserves, who you can imagine had amazing surfers. Yeah. Um, before that, there was a trip to uh, California, competing against the U.S. Marines, who, who you can imagine just swept up. <laughs> um, and for myself, I missed out on the Australia trip, but you know, don't don't feel bad for me. I ended up in Baritz, just coaching for uh, an Army Commando unit for two weeks, living on the beach. <laughs> so, wow. a, an amazing time. So, yeah, no, it's very much a, a a really credible, you know, thing. We're just, we're just trying to push our club forward like any, any sort of civilian club, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, and do the best for our own surfers and give back as much as we can, you know. And it's not just about new guys learning to be beginners. It's about then taking them, you know, advancing them through intermediates and, and promoting them on further. And then we, as myself, I was somebody that done a beginner's week and then the club put me through my um, ISA coaching quals um, and my surf lifesaving quals and continue to. And, and now, you know, a few years later, I'm one of the committee members as you're probably not surprised, the social media officer.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that that brings us on then to well, first question is from all of those was where's the best place you've surfed out of all those places you've been to? You've got to travel with the army, you've got to travel and surf other places. Where's the, where's your favourite place you've ever
0: surfed? So the, I guess there's, there's probably so much to the favourite place I've ever surfed because the. Yeah, this is a, it's quite a hard question, actually, because is it the first time I surfed? Because that's where it all started. You know, the, the first time I ever surfed was, you know, we just come back from Afghanistan and, and we had a week's adventure training in, in Newquay. And, uh, you know, we we surfed on the last day. It was, it's one of them sports, you know, surfing, always wanted to try it. I think most people want to try surfing. It's one of them bucket list type things. But, yeah. you know, I'm from, I'm from Komalnook. Like the, the choices are knife crime and Buckfast. That is the truth. <laughs> That's it. Surfing, it's not on the radar. <laughs> so, so to get the opportunity to surf. And, and honestly, like I, I was, I knew as well, like I was hooked straight away. Like I, I knew it. I, like I remember even the instructors being like, right, lads, we need to get out of the water now. And it was like, no, you may, you're mate, you going to have to drag me out of the water. And <laughs> I actually learned a lot from that lesson yeah when I became a coach as to how bad that lesson was.
2: <laughs> you get that a lot. Uh, everyone at surfs gets that the first time they try it. Yeah. Instantly. I've not spoken to anybody who's gone, oh, I tried it a bit and then blah, blah, blah. I, like, it's like I tried it and that was it. I loved it straight away.
0: Yeah, it's not like drinking, that like you've got to power through the first few times. <laughs> <laughs> as, a, as a young teenager. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so and back to the answer to your question. So that was Perrinporth. So for me, Perrinporth Beach is always going to be dear to me um, because that was the first place I ever surfed. and It was amazing. But I think in terms of the coolest experience, I guess, um, because it was so, I, I don't want to say unexpected, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Like everything about it led up to it not happening. Um, but it was surfing in the Falklands um, about two years ago.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and it was out there on um which is on a course and I, I don't know if you've ever i'm gonna assume you've never been to the falklands, no, <laughs> all the time, the falklands. <laughs> every, every weekend <laughs> so to start with it's like it's like 34 hours or something ridiculous to get there so, and it's horrendous the flight is horrendous right and um i remember where I'd been put on the plane on this military flight, on this RAF plane, I was sat in the middle seats and there was no one near me. So I had, for 30 hours, I had no one to talk to. <laughs> and uh, I remember looking over and i seen this. there was this guy just sat on by one of the window seats and he had, these, um, he had these shoes on, right? These trainers, they're called Hey Dudes. The brand's called Hey Dude. I don't know if you've, you've seen them. No, I haven't. Um, I've got this, this pair that I should probably bin now, right? They're, they're so, they look like a patchwork quilt. That's what they look like. It's like a patchwork quilt for my feet. Like, I get slated from them all the time, but I honestly (laughs) love them. And this guy had, like... He had the plain version of them on, and I remember looking at him thinking, he's got to be a surfer. Like, he looks like a surfer. I'm not saying the surfer's got a specific look, especially in the UK, but he just looked like a surfer. And I was like, man, he's got to be. So anyway sat there just threaders, like no one to talk to. And genuinely, when it was wheels down, right, the the wheels literally hit the runway. And this guy leant over to me and went, are you from Army Surfing? (laughs) I was like, I "I am, yeah. He went, oh, I'm I'm Lingy from RAF Surfing. I was like, oh my God, like for 30 hours, I could easily have spoke about surfing for 30 hours without even a sleep on this plane. (laughs) Like I was devastated, like all this wasted time. (laughs) <laughs> so um both of us had taken um wetsuits and stuff on the off chance we'd managed to get a surf. And a mate of mine, uh, Beth Williams, she had been posted out there not that long before and had left um two like sort of old tatty boards like a mini mile and something else. She just left them there and she said to me where they were. So I was like, right, proper sort of SAS ops, like we're gonna get these surfboards. And basically in the Falklands, I think it's part of the settlement, all the everybody that lives there, they're all landowners by right. So you can't just bimble about places. You've got to get permission. And there's a spot called Bertha's Beach. Again, somebody owns it and the MOD have clearly got a contract as to how this beach can be used. I think there was there's like a couple of sets of keys or whatever it is. So on a Wednesday when the when the unit have their sports afternoon, so people can go off and do various sports. If you want to go to that beach, you have to go at a certain time because I think there's only like three keys or whatever it is to open. I think there's two sets of gates when you go in. So we had missed this timing because we weren't aware of any of this stuff. We didn't have any vehicles, we didn't have any transport, we couldn't find the surfboards. And all of it was like this is definitely not happening. And this is the back end of the sort uh, of both our time in the Falklands as well. It was like honestly, the wind is insane there. Like it's just nonstop. Like the you know the trees are just wilting, all the old people are wilting because it just wind blasted <laughs> all the time. Like you know the the postman's got moss on his back because he does the same route. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, um, so suddenly we managed to find the surfboards. Like we found an excuse to sort of, I don't want to say break into where they were, but we got these surfboards. We managed to get this um, proper old school like Alf Stewart Army Land Rover. You know, like a proper pickup type Land Rover. Yeah. Um, and we got the balls, we got them, and then we thought, we there's no way, we, we can't get into the to the beach. And we went down and we thought, what's the chances that somebody just leaving the gate open? It's quite unlikely, you know, security and everything else. And we went down there and the first gate was open. We're like, oh my God, like, this is amazing. <laughs> and we got in the first one and it looked like the gate was the sort of one that, as long as it's unlocked, you can lift one side off the hinges, you know? Yeah, And then uh, we thought, well, at least if we're in, we can get out. Got to the second gate. And exact same thing. It was open. It was like, oh my god, this is epic! Got down to the beach. And there was loads of penguins cutting about. It was really cool to see. And uh, there was these. um I think they were bodyboarders. They were just getting out of the water. They were just leaving. And we had just got in. It was it was really like a really small surf, and uh, we just got in, but no one about for you know like a thousand miles. It's just crazy. And full energy swell as well. So even a tiny wave, like it's going to, it's going to hurt you when you get it wrong. And we got in and and remember hearing us screaming and shouting and we looked up at the beach and and all these guys that are leaving they're just pointing at us and we thought they were just being, you know, typical squarries just like "Eh, end surfers on like big big surfboards because they were (laughs) bodyboarders. No offence, bodyboarders. We didn't, we had no idea what was going on, so it was sort of another few minutes went past, and I remember Lingy just pointing at something beside me, and we just saw like, this black and white, um, baby orca or what we thought was a baby orca. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa, this is insane! And then suddenly, we're like, Shit, if, well, they're, if they're baby orcas, like, where's the mum? Like, this should we get out? Like, should we get out of the water? And then and then a set came. So it's just, it's just like immediately from fear, like I don't want to die to, oh my God, there's waves coming. <laughs> and then I caught this wave, right? And at the time when I go in the water, I always try and go in with something to work on, whether it be my pop-up, whether it be trying to look at where I want to go, you know, use my arms, open my shoulders, whatever it might be. And at the time I was really trying to work on looking where I want to go before I go there. So in my pop-up, for example, And I was trying to look right on this wave and then force a habit. I literally looked straight back down at my board and there was, I just saw this. Again, we still thought they were orcas. So I saw this baby orca's head in front of my board, just swimming in front of me. And there was one either side of my board, just like classic sort of movie scene, you know. And these, these what we then found out to be, um, they were called and dolphins. They're black and white, quite a unique sort of brand <laughs> of dolphin. <laughs> um, so they look they look like orcas because of the colors of them. And this, this, these dolphins were either side of my board. Wow. And I got to my feet and I was like, I was trying to shout Lingy to just try and tell him, oh my God, mate, look at this. And I was so in the moment, you know, like I realized it was such a life tick. I was like, oh my God, and I couldn't speak. (laughs) It's not like a movie where, I don't know, you see like, you see Caglenny catching a wave and these dolphins just being, you know, really beautifully, you know, diving about either side of him and he's just carving up and down the face. I literally just slipped off my board. <laughs> just <laughs> fell off out of nowhere. I don't know. I hope I never landed on a dolphin. <laughs> but the same thing, reciprocal, Lingy, next wave he caught, exact same thing. Wow. And it was one of them moments. It was like, I, said, I remember he said to me before we went back, um, he's like, you're going to tell people about this? And I was like, do you know what? This is one of these moments. I, I don't, firstly, no one's going to believe us. <laughs> because I, I would always have a GoPro with me, always. There's always something strapped to my board or some, somebody with a camera. And I was like, nah, because they won't believe us. They'll just say it didn't happen. And plus, I know it happened. So it's not, I don't need this for anyone else. This was just an amazing moment for, for us to share. And uh, we got back and, and and he told everyone about it. And they were like, oh, I heard this happened, but it never happened, did it? <laughs> Standard dance. And I remember I said to her missus, because I was actually gutted that I had no photo of it, because it was somebody had offered to come down as well and just take some photos. And uh, she was like, she was obviously just trying to make me feel better. And she said, oh, you know, but sometimes in life, it's better just to have the memories. And I was like, do you know what? You're 100% right. But in this instance in this instance I would have broke the internet <laughs> I need that photo like knowing that's never going to happen again in my life
1: <laughs> well, we ask people uh, when they come on quite quite regularly we, we say you know oh, where's the best place you've ever surfed and, and what's the best surf you've ever had that's by far the best surf that anybody's had that they've
0: spent. oh ever never yeah. <laughs> ah, you're just being kind <laughs>
1: uh, awesome. Sur- surfing with dolphins and not just any type of dolphin a certain brand of I a certain brand of
0: dolphin which, <laughs> yeah. which I may or may not have caught up with my fin. <laughs> You'll think. I got him back <laughs> coming at me, I'll come at you, dolphin. <laughs> I always think, you know, people people have these sort of life things they want to do, like bucket life, bucket tick type things. I was yeah. think, people it's always on there, you know, swimming with dolphins. I always think that's that's a bit I think it's a bit narrow-minded. Like you could think a bit bigger than that. Like I, I would rather a dolphin Wanted to come for a walk with me. (laughs) I think that's much bigger. Everyone swims with dolphins. (laughs) That's that's what I think. (laughs) Because if I achieve that as well, like no one's breaking that. and No one's beating that.
2: Oh, yeah, there he is a Scottish surfer walking his dolphin again <laughs> just,
0: just <laughs> on a lead <laughs> throwing a bucket of water on him every now and again
2: <laughs> uh, right. what's your what's your go-to board then normally what, what do you normally ride
0: uh, so normally I ride a, a, a I think you already know this and you just want me to say burger fish <laughs> I think that's all that is. it's your first Scottish person on there a burger fish <laughs> um, so my go-to board that's a, a fourth burger fish and um, six to And interesting, actually, today I just went and filmed a piece about about that very thing. I went, so last year, because I've got a lot of flaws on my own surfing, and like everyone probably, I'm sure, would admit themselves, but I'm really aware of mine, like really aware and I've got a lot of holdbacks and restrictions and and one of them being my pop up is is shockingly bad because I got I kinda of got smashed up a little bit in Iraq in, in two thousand and five. So I don't have the, the the lower back mobility. I've got two slip discs in my back. So um, my pop up really holds me back a lot. And I find that as a result of that, I try and take off on waves like super deep. Just to counteract the slowness of the pop up. Although it's not, it's not going to call it a slow pop up. It's more of a sort of two stage knee up, you know. It's still, as it is, it's fairly smooth for what it is, but it's still. It doesn't do me any favors. Like I tend to sit with longboarders on a shortboard because I'm that deep.
2: I was just going to say, try a longboard then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not old enough.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. No, <laughs> um,
0: so so yeah. So I went and got myself um, a BP Mini. So a mid-length. Admittedly, it's very much the short end of a mid-length. Uh, it's a 6'6". And what I wanted it to do was was to just give me that little bit of extra float to allow me to push through not only that physical bar- barrier, but I think I realized um, at the start, of in the first lockdown, me and the kids made this little silly isolation creation um, video and it resulted in me strapping a foamy fish, a six foot foamy fish to a longboard skateboard and <laughs> right outside, as you do, right outside the front of my house, like I live on the beach, um, I ended up surfing it, straight down the sort of launch ramp, which is steeper than it looks, as I found out that day, in my <laughs> infamous pink curlies, just in ball in March in Scotland. And I surfed it straight into the sea. <laughs> and I realized when I made that, when I was making that video, like my pop-up was perfect. It's exactly as I would teach it to someone on a lesson. And I was like, what is going on here? I kind of realized actually it's, be- it's become, maybe it's become super psychological for me. Um, so I'm, it's something I'm trying to work through and get over and actually uh, this has come up by chance but i know you guys have spoke before with will from um pop-up surf pro yeah i was yeah. just gonna say that yeah and, and, and yeah we, we're gonna do something together because i i feel like it's one of these topics if it's not an issue for you if a pop-up is not an issue for you it's kind of like why are people putting effort into their pop-up it shouldn't be that hard like for someone who if they don't struggle with it you just couldn't get it i think i feel it's one of them yeah. but for the amount of people who who do have that issue I think it's a huge issue you know and like I, I know how much time I lose out of it and I, I do practice pop-ups all the time but for some reason I just can't seem to do it in the water and and I think creating that muscle memory especially on that 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 pop-up pro because I've looked at other ones in the past um, and sort of spoke to companies that make I don't want to say similar things but a similar idea and it's always it's just like a, a mat on the floor where a surfboard cut out you know that doesn't That's not the same. Like you need, I guess, a bit of fear factor and movement. And I think that's where he's nailed it, where Will's nailed it. The fact that you can fall off it, like if you don't get it right, you're coming off on one of your rail edges. So I think I'm really excited actually to to push forward with it and try it out because I think for me, it's got such a practical benefit in the long run. And and that will bring on my surfing. Um, but, and he's a really cool guy as well. Like I, I was yeah. on the phone to for ages, <laughs> just chatting, you know, rubbish as you do.
1: Yeah, I was chatting to him for a long time as well. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's a lovely bloke. I, I'm in the same situation as you, exactly the same. I, I can do the pop up all day long on the floor and even on the the um, surf pro now. In the water, yeah, like you said, it's something psychological that changes. And
2: I oh, would well, know I haven't got to try the pop up pro yet
1: because I'm like, like you said, um, like other companies just do these mats. Anybody mm-hmm. pretty much can, can pop up to your feet on the floor, but it's, it's, yes, that totally, it's yeah. having the shape of the board, mm-hmm. knowing where to plant your feet, and then yeah, having totally. it slightly unstable um because you know if you pop up on the floor and your foot's slightly off to one side yeah. obviously the, you're not going to fall off right? you're exactly on the that yeah so yeah, yeah it is a really good product like that and i've been doing it a lot through this lockdown i've been able to surf and i do feel like it has helped like you like you said you're creating muscle memory and i'm i'm now doing it without having to concentrate on the process to do it so i'm hoping when we do eventually get to go surfing again, Mm -hmm. that it will just translate, fingers crossed.
0: Yeah, I hope so. It's really nice. Because I want to, not just for me, like I'm going to get my daughter using it as well. My son's lost a bit of interest in surfing now. He just wants to play Fortnite. But my daughter's (laughs) really keen on it. And uh, I think I'm going to try and fathom some sort of six-foot stilt to put it on. So, you know, if she does fall off, there's some serious... I think i swim. <laughs> That's my approach.
2: You can glass on the floor as well where you're at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and actually, I've, and the thing is, I've done... Like I do my research to these things as well, like I because I, I don't want it to be a holdback for me, and it really is you know popping up. It's such a daft thing, and I've looked at every you know every YouTube video um and how to pop up different. I've tried you know the whole thing bringing your back foot you know on the board before you even begin to pop up, swinging the feet. I've tried it all, and and as good as they are in principle, like I, I guess you have to work out for yourself. And and the daft thing is. I put all the thought and effort into my back foot, where my feet were landing. And it was only a few months ago, I realized what I was doing different on the this surfboard skateboard <laughs> that I made is that before I was popping up, normally, you know, when you teach surfing, you tell people to put their hands, position them under the shoulders. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I do that, I don't have the range of mo- movement to get my knee through my arms. And I've realized if I get my hands literally as low down my body as possible on the board, I can pop up without my hands even leaving the board, like my hands are fully planted, and for me that's the key. Yeah. But again, in the in the water, even though, like I said before, like, I always go in with something to work on. Um. So when it is the pop up. But what, what always happens is, so I'll go paddle, 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 right, think pop-up, think pop-up. The tail of my board begins to lift and I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing it! <laughs> I, get, I just get so excited. I forget about what I was trying to achieve. <laughs> uh, uh, I get
2: the complete opposite when you go in, like you say and you're watching all those YouTube videos and blah, blah, yeah. blah, um, and you go in with too much in your head because Leighton had this one before and he went in and he's like trying to work on his pop-up and he's trying to work on this and that. And I was sort of like, he had a really bad surf a couple of times, and I yeah. it was saying just forget about it all and just go and have a good time. And yeah. you need those ones sometimes as well. Do you ever find that you got too much going on on your head when you go in trying uh, to like?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's 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 a really good point. So so my mate um, Sebastian, uh, I mentioned him before, the ex professional surfer. It's really cool because I'll send him some videos of me surfing, and he will just completely decrit like tear it apart but that's what i want because i want to know what i could be doing better like i'm not one of these arrogant surf coaches like, i'm a surf coach i don't need you to tell me like i need the help i know what i'm doing wrong but i can't rectify it mm. so it's great that i'm able to tap into that but he because i'll always say to him this is what i'm going to work on today and he had said to me do you know what you're always trying to work on something how about you just go in the water and exactly like you just said he said don't think of anything don't try and don't try and generate some speed in a bottom turn. Just take off in a wave and go along the wave, do nothing, and enjoy it. And I, I did the next day. I did, and and I was so well rewarded with an amazing wave. And I think, yeah, it, it does. There's there's definitely a balance of I'm trying to do too much, which is why I sometimes think it's probably the same the same theory. Just practically that you know, if you haven't surfed for ages, if you surf all the time, I think you're more prone to have to have worse surfs more consistently because you're yeah. so aware of your ability in the moment. You always think, well, when I surf last night, this is what I was doing wrong. So the next day you're trying to rectify it. But when you go through that sort of three-week period or whatever it is, and you for can't... three start, months, nearly. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that a good one for you, three weeks?
2: <laughs> we haven't been able to go since, well, when was it? Before Christmas was the last time we went?
0: Oh, man, yeah. that's devastating. Oh, this yeah. was, you need to call this for now. Then just the UK show. <laughs> 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 but I think yeah, if you have a lot of time out the water, I always think that first surf back because you, you're not really aware, subconsciously, of what you were doing wrong before. For me, it tends to be much better.
1: Yeah. Well, one of one of the other one of the other benefits of that pop up surf pro is you can film yourself as well, and that that really helps. Like, okay. you can Film yourself close up. To, right. to see everything and what I found look, I was doing the same as you like looking on YouTube and mm-hmm. everybody has a slightly different way of doing a pop-up and you think oh well, what the hell's right then the, yeah. the best one I found was um there's a guy we had on the show um called Sasha from Zero Ego Board Reviews yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and he at the moment in lockdown because he's kind of landlocked as well he's doing an online course an online circles, and um he He's, he posted a video of of the pop up that they use in the course and I, right. that's what helped me on the i tried it on the on the surf pro okay. and that's what helped me on that that's been the best one i've found so far
0: oh that's that's good to know i need to check, i'm aware of um, i've seen his uh, page um and yeah i'll check that out it's it's always good and the thing is i think what's key is as well that what works for one doesn't necessarily work for the other which yeah. is where i think it's super important to to try and figure it out yourself but with some guidance and knowledge and the, you know, the background reason as to why maybe it doesn't work. Um, and I feel like if I can unlock that and going back to, I, we've definitely gone on a huge tangent here, but going back to the boats I'm riding, that is the reason why I wanted to ride the BP Mini because it was giving me not just the extra float because you can still rip on that board like i mean i can't (laughs) i'm just saying if you can rip you can also rip on that board like you can absolutely use it like a performance board but it gave me everything i wanted it to do and and more importantly it gave me confidence in actually catching waves like my wave count to my paddles for waves is probably shocking i I wouldn't even want to put a number on it i reckon i might catch 40% of the waves I paddle for, whereas I see mates that are really good surfers and they literally catch everything. It's rare when they miss a wave they've, yeah. they've committed to, you know, and and I think a lot of that is psychological. And actually I went from sort of hoping I would catch waves to even if I didn't catch them, I was paddling and in my head I was catching it. I was like, I am catching this wave, you know, and I think that made a huge difference because I'm already thinking down the line, and I'm not just thinking of. a hope I make this, you know. Um, and that board gave me all of that, and and I used that for probably the best part of last year. The BP Mini, and it was never, it was never for me the board that I wanted to go on and advance my surfing with. It was just to reset some basics, and it's really done that for me. And I'm back on my Burger Fish, <laughs> 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 um, and I was really worried about getting back on it because the, you know, that that board in comparison, it feels like skateboard wobble like it's so for me it's such a fast board and i can't really control the speed of it and i couldn't when i was sort of first riding it and i kind of struggled on the bp mini to to do anything i don't want to say it aggressively because it's not like i'm throwing buckets of water everywhere but you know what i mean like for what what i would call aggressive for myself I struggled really because I don't have a refined technique to do anything aggressively. And when I got back on my my burger fish, the turns were so easy because actually without realizing it, because I was trying to force turns um, on a a bigger board with more volume, on that such smaller frame of a board, it was just effortless. And actually, the first wave I caught was I was honestly, I was like, I couldn't believe how well it went. So it's done everything for me I want. Um, and, and it's just fun as well. It's a board. If you want to have fun and that's all you're about, that's the perfect board to do. Um, yeah. And actually it's the, the board my daughter um, saved up all her Christmas and birthday monies and she's bought herself a massive version of the exact same BP Mini I've got. I think it's a seven six, And also it's got the obligatory... Mitchell Tartan family logo on it it's just in the shape of a turtle (laughs) which I've still not surfed I want to get it out myself.
1: (laughs) It's it's so nice when you start to progress and and also like getting your kids into it as well like early as well you kind of wish that that you started that early as well. Cause imagine where you'd oh, be totally, now. You know, yeah. it's just like a, Cause it will, surfing will take you traveling around the world, won't it? You know, you're oh, it, totally, man, definitely yeah. a whole, a whole lifestyle, isn't
0: it? Yeah. I, I feel like, to, you know, for some people it comes so naturally, doesn't it? Like, and for me, it really doesn't. Like I really, I've got to work at being average. You know, I, I kind of <laughs> describe my own surfing as being professionally average. <laughs> you know, and, and I stand by that. And I, I've got no qualms with that at all. Like, I guess, some people think, oh, because I've got a bit of an Instagram following, like I must be some crazy amazing surfer, and that's really not the case at all. Um, I'm really honest about my own ability, um, and I don't think I don't think actually pe- people off, you know, just because you're not an amazing surfer doesn't mean you can't have a place in the world of surfing, you know, as long as you enjoy it. What Absolutely. else matters?
1: That, that's um, what it's all about, isn't it? Is is having the fun really? And and. Totally. So, you know, Get, get getting out there getting in the water especially when it's bloody cold it's it's hard work but it kind of unites everybody when you're all likely together and I love all that about it.
0: Oh for sure so it's, it's, yeah it's really humbling actually how how because there's not many of us really I guess in the bigger picture but how tight a community it can be and I think the thing we you know with Bill Shackman really just solidified that for me how how well as a community we get on together and um, the thing with the with the pop-up like it's probably only the last year or so i've been happy enough with my own surfing that i've started posting videos as opposed to just photos which you know make the waves when the gopro's in the front of my ball that makes a two-foot wave look enormous <laughs> <laughs> you know, like look i'm about to get tubed and nothing's happening in the wave, really <laughs> <laughs> but um i've just started posting videos because i've been really happy with my progression and it's all about me you know my own surfing's about me it's not about anyone else like i don't really care what other people think about it um but i will always get on any any video like if you look through and i probably shouldn't say this because i'm just opening up the door now for everyone else whoever might listen to this (laughs) do the same but in any video i've got like the first set of comments are always like dude your pop up. <laughs> like, you're not thinking I know this. Like, I, don't, I don't need you to find it out. I'm like, I know.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's good to be honest about that. It's definitely good to be honest about it.
0: Oh, it's the best ones, aren't they? Oh, totally. Totally. In fact, I am. Um, yeah. I, I think the day before yesterday, I wanted to go out on my, my surf skate. Um, something I'm sort of really into. Out of the water, something to practice on and i 'll just go do miles on the surf skate and try and you know get the muscle memory and stuff from it and use it for for its purpose. And um, I can genuinely, I'm um, you know, skateboarding, again, like surfing, doesn't come naturally to me at all. <laughs> and um, I I'm, I can honestly say in my adult life, I've never once fallen off a skateboard. I've fallen off, you know, like a bit landed on my feet, but never actually big time falling off. <laughs> I went down to a local town here and I was just carving up and down on this really nice sort of seaside. Um, spot and I don't normally skate in uh, flip-flops but I was and um, I don't think that was relevant oh. <laughs> well right at the end of my ride a, a stone got jarred in the wheel right and sent me absolutely flying I was wearing baldies and a, and a pristine white t-shirt and I've done like a sideways roll and ended up finishing it off on a backwards roll. It was a really, really sunny day. It was a beautiful day. It was actually borderline hot or warm. And um, there was loads of people standing about, and there was only one puddle in sight, <laughs> which I'd done the backwards roly-poly straight through it. And all these people looking at me, but I landed back on my feet, but soaked head to toe. My white t-shirt was now brown. It was like a proper muddy, muddy puddle as well. And it was just looking at me. And like inside I was crying, but I thought I'd done the standard thing. I, don't, I if I just get on the board and get back in the car, like I'll look weak. So I just done another two laps up and down, like as if I was finishing off what I was doing. <laughs> crying inside <laughs> and then drove off. Like it's I was mortified. It's like <laughs> the worst clothes you could have
1: possibly worn to go totally. Get totally.
0: <laughs> Honestly, but like it's the first time it's ever happened in my adult life, so I thought, I've done it in style, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, was, I was so gutted, though. That I came back, and my kids were looking at me like, What have you been? <laughs> like, Don't talk to me. <laughs> Dad, he needs his quiet time. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, listen, Mitch, thanks for coming on. It's been such a laugh. We've really, really enjoyed it. Oh, amazing. Talking yeah. to- um i wonder if you you want to just take a minute just to um tell everybody that's listening where they can find you on instagram and stuff like that
0: yeah no, if you if you wanting to check me out on instagram and comment on my pop-ups uh you'll find me as the scottish surfer uh i've also shamelessly just joined tiktok um but it's for a specific reason so don't think any less of me <laughs> i'm also on there as scottish surfer um and yeah, that's, I guess, where I'm at.
1: <laughs> Brilliant. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming on. We, we've we really
2: enjoyed it. Just before you do go, um, hmm. anything else you've got coming up in the near future that you uh,
0: yeah you lay on us? So I would gladly love to announce, as if I'm making an announcement to the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am officially now going to be the Scottish Surf Federation uh, Social Media Officer. And additionally to that, I'm going to be the Assistant sponsorship coordinator which honestly i am super stoked about um and i just want to harbor back to a point i said before you know i I am a distinctly average surfer you know you don't have to don't think you've got to be some crazy insane guy landing airs or girl landing airs to to get within this world and and progress yourself i like to think i've maybe proven that's not the case you know uh, yeah an average surfer uh, and i'm a team rider for four surfboards i think for myself, I'm really happy in where I've got to. So to be able to get a role like that, and, and I'm really going to grasp it with everything I've got and put everything I can into it um, for hopefully the greater good of the surfing or surfing in Scotland and the Federation. So, yeah, I'm really, really chuffed.
1: Yeah, well, it's all about the passion, isn't it? And I think anybody yeah. listening can can hear that you definitely have that about surfing.
0: I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> all people are taking away is, I'm going to check out his pop-up. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's the scottish pop-up <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's your instagram name to the scottish pop-up
0: <laughs> <laughs> pop-up surf shop yeah. Me. <laughs> but yeah no I'm, I, honestly it's really it's really humbling to be able to be part of something like that and and uh, i'm kind of hoping that will help to shape my future outside of the army you know i'm in my, my last few years now as well um and i've got hopefully some avenues to explore like I would I would love so much to be immersed in the surf world Um, and for me it's still a huge learning curve you know I've only really been around surfing for I think about eight years it's not really been that long so you know I'm somebody that I guess if you grow up with it you're aware of all these big names you know that you hear about and for me I'm still like (laughs) who? What was that? It was only recently I found out who Andy Irons actually was. (laughs) It's a name I'm well aware of, but you've not grown up with it. You know, like I said, Buckfast and knife crime. (laughs) Surfing was not It was never a consideration. So it's really cool to be learning and hearing all these stuff and backstories about, you know, why this is important and who this person was.
1: Well, hopefully this year or upcoming years, me and Pete will be able to get up to Scotland and, and do a bit of surfing because of this pandemic and stuff we won't be able to go surfing much but we're yeah. planning on changing that um as soon as we're out of lockdown we're gonna do a bit of uk traveling and, and find some more
0: surf spots so. i think that would be amazing yeah. yeah and if you're ever doing that let me know give me a shout because uh, i know a guy that's got a really nice uh, beach view penthouse apartment airbnb uh- we're there <laughs> we're there now <laughs> <laughs>
2: Those toasties as well or something. Really oh yeah, I don't in. know if I, I mentioned
0: them yeah, Oh yeah, I definitely didn't mention a cheese toastie. I know a place you could go. <laughs> <laughs> you honestly, you'd be blown away. Red Leicester and chorizo. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to go there now. <laughs> I don't care what time it is. <laughs> okay, brilliant. F- thanks for that,
1: Mitch. Ah, cheers, lads. It's been epic. You've been be on free toasties for life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> And um, thanks for that, Mitch. I'm going to say it, like I always do. Love that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a fun one, yeah. I, was, I think, well, I got stinking cold, I so I had my mic on mute most of the time uh, because I was just coughing in the background, but I was just pissing myself laughing all the way through. It was just... Uh, yeah. yeah, not about the uh, the CPR stuff, obviously, but the, well, the rest of it—the uh, the the just like you know the choices growing up
1: were either knife crime. <laughs> yeah, well, he's I I really I just really liked how he was just totally relaxed and and proper you know like mates chatting vibe, which is what we're trying to go for, and uh, he just like slotted into that really well, and yeah, what a great guy! I just totally relaxed, yeah. chatting to him, yeah, brilliant. Uh, I really hope we get to surf in Scotland and meet up with him one day because he seems like a right laugh and like our type of person, you know.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for this this show. This might be one of the last ones. Well, coming up, the last few we've got to do like this, recording
1: all separately. Yeah, then we then we back and we'll be back sat next to each other. I've missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Lockdown's coming to an end. Yeah,
2: for all, for all the horrible things they say about him and to him, you know, it's, uh, it's it's not the same recording remotely at all. It's it's a lot more difficult and you can't sort of play off each
1: other and feed off each other as well. And uh, Do you think when we end up like seeing each other again, it'll be like in one of those films when people are running together really slowly with our arms open?
2: No, because you still won't be able to hug. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about <laughs> anyway um, yeah. yeah, cheers, don't forget to go and like and subscribe on all your uh, podcast platforms and on YouTube if you could give us a uh, subscribe, uh, that'd be great and uh, also we'll put on the website we'll put a CPR
1: video uh, on the website for this episode as well so if you go uh, make sure you, you spend some time and just uh, just have a quick look uh, and, and see see how you do it because you never know you might end up saving someone's life yeah um,
2: just yeah check it out go check the website out go check everything out go check us out go check out the Scottish Surfer and uh, while you're at it check yourself out see you later
1: cheers mate.